0: guys welcome back to international love podcast i'm recording again from my attic apartment in english summer i had actually recorded an episode a few days ago about paying us versus uk taxes but i realized that i hadn't hooked up my microphone correctly so the sound was really terrible quality and i just couldn't roll with that and to be honest that was like quite a v- quite a boring topic so i wasn't even sure if i was going to post it anyway I can just sum it up for you here as a start to this episode. So basically in the UK, I I received a letter in the mail from the revenue services saying that I'd overpaid in taxes last year. So all I had to do was sign up online and put in my bank details and then they deposited what I'd overpaid straight into my bank account. And that was it. It was took about three minutes and that was my whole tax filing for the year. Um, I know that it's different if you own a business or if you're in a higher income bracket than I am, but luckily I don't make that much money. So it was a bit more of a non-issue. And then I was just comparing that to the US taxes where I still have to file taxes every year and I've I've been doing it for three years now and I'm not sure if I've done it right ever. So I think next year I have to hire an accountant just to make sure that I have that i haven't fucked anything up just because the u.s can actually cancel or prevent you from renewing your passport if you haven't been properly filing your taxes every single year basically they just want to know how much you're making in any other country and if you're making too much money which i'm not they'll tax you additionally so you'll pay tax for england and the u.s so it's super annoying and just a Classic American way of doing things, I suppose. Um, Today, I actually wanted to talk about something a bit more personal than taxes because that's just dry and boring, and I didn't really have that much to say about that. I wanted to talk instead about some of the realities of being an immigrant in another country or an expatriate. So, I started traveling after college. I think I've said this before, but I started traveling. Um, because I wanted to see the world and I wanted to really feel free. I didn't want to get tied down to a job where you had to request time off. I mean, you still have to do that to an extent, but I didn't want to only have a certain amount of vacation days a year and have that kind of external structure, keeping me in some place. I wanted to be able to just get up and move if I felt like it because that was what was really, really important to me at the time. So I started travelling, I got that job in Spain for a travel company, a party company, and they were some of the best years of my life. And that's where I met Louis, my husband now. So I really enjoyed that and but then there's times when you're on the road, when you're living out of a backpack and some of the, the greatest things, like the things that you miss the most is just not having to repack your bag every day. Having clean sheets and a quiet place to sleep and not having to lug your sh- all of your stuff around with you all the time. So sometimes when you're traveling, also you you don't have a lot of money to play with. So there's so- times that you'll be in somewhere so beautiful and so cool, but you can't actually really do all the things that you want to do and try all the foods that you want to try because you, you're on a budget. So, I mean, the grass is always greener. So when you're in that state, sometimes you really just crave stability and you're like, oh, I just wish I had a paycheck and I wish... I had a house, so I didn't have to lug my stuff around with me. So you sort of do a 180 from time to time. And that's how I ended up settling in Liverpool, as I've said before on here as well, Louis and I. So I was able to get my Irish passport, and he was able to get a working visa for the UK. So this was probably the only country that we could meet in the middle, with the exception of probably Ireland. So we started living here, and now we've been growing roots for the last few years and it's really nice because i've got a really good community here and a group of people that i'm close with and they're supportive but at the end of the day i am still an immigrant and i get jealous sometimes of people who are like oh i'm just going to my grandma's house for sunday dinner or um, going to the movies with my sister because i don't have those family ties here so Like at Christmas time, we were invited to this woman I work with at where I volunteer. She invited us to her family's house for Christmas. And that was really nice and a really cool opportunity. But sometimes you just sort of start to miss having those close relationships with your family and like the friends that you grew up with around you all the time. Um, I only really get to go home probably once a year. It's been over a year now since I've been home-home. I went to California in May for my grandma's 80th birthday. But I really miss my dog and stuff like that. So one of the aspects of living here, obviously I have an accent to everyone here. So they'll be. At, I'll be at work in the cafe and people just be like doing their coffee order and I say like one word and all of a sudden it's, oh, where are you from? You're not from here. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Boston. I've, and then like, how how long have you been here? What's like, are you a student? Everyone just assumes I'm a student, which is fair enough. I like to think that I look young enough to be a student. And I'll have to go into, no, I'm not a student. I just live here. And they look at me like, oh, you moved to England to work in a cafe. Great aspirations. Great aspirations very judgy. And I can go into a whole rant about that because people treat people in the hospitality industry as lesser than beings. It's like if you're not doing this job to pay for something else, then you're not worthwhile. Whereas this is actually a career for a lot of people and it just makes you feel really small because these people don't really know anything about your life. Like the reason I got into hospitality is because it afforded me a chance to do things like travel and it's a job where you can leave for weeks and still come back and have jobs or I've been feeling lately like I'm getting too serious in my jobs like now I've I've got roots in the hospitality job when the whole point of me working in hospitality was so I could travel but this is just a debate I've been having in my head. So these people will ask me this and then pretty much the third question they'll ask me is what are your plans? How long are you staying here for? And it it, it makes me laugh because if you just met a waitress or a, a co- someone making your coffee and they didn't have a foreign accent, you would never be like what are your fi- like what are your plans for the next 5 years? Like are you staying here in Liverpool forever? And it's just very personal I think and they don't understand when I I just go I don't know like yeah I guess so like I'm supposed to have this well defined oh yeah here's my five year plan like would you like me to fucking print it out for you and it just seems like a ridiculous thing but so many people think that it's okay to ask me that and I I mean I guess being a foreigner in their country they have a right to know exactly what my plans are <laughs> And I don't know my plans, and it's coming at a time when I'm really sort of trying to work it out in my head, what I'm doing with my life. I'm 26 now, and I'm married, and it's kind of hard to, like, this is a time when maybe you'd be buying a house or thinking about having kids, but it's really hard for me because I feel like my whole life is a bit up in the air, just because... I don't know what my plans are for the next five years. I don't know if we'll be allowed to stay in this country after Brexit. I don't know if my Australian visa will be approved next week or next year or in two years. So it's very up in the air and it's hard for me to make plans because I don't know where I'm going to be. And I don't, like there's so many things about being an immigrant that I, w- I just wish there was like a how to guide, like how to pay your taxes correctly here's an easy step-by-step guide, and this is what you need to do, or, like, there's the dangers of not living in America for a certain amount of time, like, I don't know if, if I could just move back someday, like, I'm sure there's some red tape I'm gonna have to go through if I've been away for too long, I don't really know what happens to my student loans if I don't live in America, I don't know what happens to, like, my bank accounts that I have still open in there, there's just, it's just hard for me to figure out, and you'd think after all this time, I mean, I've not lived at home for almost two years and just on and off before that as well. And I'm just homesick sometimes, but it's just not easy to be an immigrant. And I just wish people would be more understanding of that and not feel like it's their right to know everything about me just because I made them a coffee or a cocktail. And I know some people are just being friendly, but I don't know, it's hard sometimes. So that's my rant of the day. Not really a rant, but just wanted to briefly talk about some of the realities of being an immigrant. It's not the glamorous life that maybe it's cracked up to be in films or through stories. There's a lot of hardship and there's a lot of days like 4th of July for example or even just any average day when all you want is like something like that makes you feel the comforts of home I really like certain bars here like Coyote Ugly just because it, it kind of reminds me of home and you don't really realize how much you miss certain things and then you find yourself just craving little, little home comforts, mostly food for me, <laughs> food and my dog, and just being able to hang out with your mom or ask your mom for help with something. I just don't have that luxury now. So stay tuned for what is to come. Hopefully some exciting things. Hopefully this Australian visa will get approved soon. It's going on six months now since we applied. So at the end of this month will be six months. And I've been reading some things online like Canadian, the Canadian office has been approving them recently. So people have only had to wait five months in Canada, but some Americans have had to wait 13 months and then it just varies for the rest of the world depending on the speed of the office, and ours is through the London office, so I think they have quite a few applications going through there. But ideally, I would like to have my visa approved before I go to Australia in December for Louis's brother's wedding, because that way I can enter the country on the visa and then not have to go back again, because then I can come back here once it's been approved. You just have to enter the country before a certain date, and then I can come back to England, sort my shit out, and then make the move over there whenever everything's all sorted so that is the update for now nothing really happening on the visa front and maybe in my personal life we might be moving soon right now we're paying too much money and they're trying to up our bills so i'd really like to find a cheaper place to live hope you're all having a wonderful day and that's all from me for now